0: Hi everybody. Welcome to Through the Bible in a Year with Pastor John. So glad you could join me today to get a portion of God's Word. Today we're going to begin with Day 318, November 13th, Romans chapters 4 and 5. God's provision of righteousness. Overview. In today's reading, Paul illustrates the doctrine of justification by writing about Abraham that God counted him as righteous because of his faith. 4-3. Abraham's faith points to two changeless truths. 1. Since the beginning of time, God's method of salvation has been justification by faith. 2. Justification results in peace between God and humans. Paul discusses that peace in chapter 5 then contrasts the disobedience of Adam with the obedience of Christ. Adam's sin caused humanity's alienation from God Christ's death provides reconciliation to God. Chapter 4, Justifying Faith Illustrated, Abraham. Chapter 5, Justifying Faith Demonstrated, verses 1 to 11, all believers. Justifying Faith Contrasted in 12 to 21, Adam. Insight, a long history of salvation by faith, Romans 4, 3. Jewish tradition had long assumed that no one could be saved unless they converted to Judaism and observed the law of Moses. Some Jewish Christians in Paul's day still thought that. What better example for Paul to use to counter that idea than Abraham, the father of Jews? He was declared righteous by his faith, 4-3, centuries before the law of Moses was given. Insight, shalom with God, Romans 5-1. Paul's concept of peace with God, chapters 5, verse 1, would have come out of the Jewish idea of Shalom, a Hebrew word meaning peace in the fullest possible sense, wholeness, fulfillment, rest, health, happiness, and blessings in all areas of life. Peace with God through Christ means not only that we are freed of the conflict between us and God, it also means that we will enjoy the fulfillment of life together with God, forever. Romans chapter 4, the faith of Abraham. Abraham was, humanly speaking, the founder of our Jewish nation. What did he discover about being made right with God? If his good deeds had made him acceptable to God, he would have had something to boast about. But that was not God's way. For the scriptures tell us Abraham believed God, and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. When people work, their wages are not a gift but something they have earned. But people are counted as righteous not because of their work but because of their faith in God who forgives sinners. David also spoke of this when he described the happiness of those who are declared righteous without working for it. Oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sins are put out of sight. Yes, what joy for those whose record the Lord has cleared of sin. Now, is this blessing only for the Jews, or is it also for uncircumcised Gentiles? Well, we have been saying that Abraham was counted as righteous by God because of his faith. But how did this happen? Was he counted as righteous only after he was circumcised? Or was it before he was circumcised? Clearly, God accepted Abraham before he was circumcised. Circumcision was a sign that Abraham already had faith and that God had already accepted him and declared him to be righteous even before he was circumcised. So Abraham is the spiritual father of those who have faith but have not been circumcised. They are counted as righteous because of their faith. And Abraham is also the spiritual father of those who have been circumcised. But only if they have the same kind of faith Abraham had before he was circumcised. Clearly, God's promise to give the whole earth to Abraham and his descendants was based not on his obedience to God's law, but on a right relationship with God that comes by faith. If God's promise is only for those who obey the law, then faith is not necessary and the promise is pointless. For the law always brings punishment on those who try to obey it. The only way to avoid breaking the law is to have no law to break. So, the promise is received by faith. It is given as a free gift, and we are all certain to receive it whether or not we live according to the law of Moses, if we have faith like Abraham's. For Abraham is the father of all who believe. That is what the scriptures mean when God told him, I have made you the father of many nations. This happened because Abraham believed in God who brings the dead back to life and who creates new things out of nothing. Even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping, believing that he would become the father of many nations. For God had said to him, that's how many descendants you will have. And Abraham's fate did not weaken, even though at about a hundred years of age, he figured his body was as good as dead, and so was Sarah's womb. Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger, and in this he brought glory to God. He was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises, and because of Abraham's faith, God counted him as righteous. And when God counted him as righteous, it wasn't just for Abraham's benefit. It was recorded for our benefit, too, assuring us that God will also count us as righteous if we believe in him, the one who raised Jesus, our Lord, from the dead. He was handed over to die because of our sins, and he was raised to life to make us right with God. Romans chapter 5, Faith brings joy. Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand, and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance, and endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation, and this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, He will certainly save us from God's condemnation. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of His Son, while we were still His enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of His Son. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God, because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. Adam in Christ contrasted. When Adam sinned, sin entered the world. Adam's sin brought death, so death spread to everyone for everyone's sin. Yes, people sinned even before the law was given, but it was not counted as sin because there was not yet any law to break. Still, everyone died from the time of Adam to the time of Moses, even those who did not disobey an explicit commandment of God, as Adam did. Now Adam is a symbol, a representation of Christ who was yet to come. But there is a great difference between Adam's sin and God's gracious gift. For the sin of this one man, Adam, brought debt to many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of forgiveness to many through this other man, Jesus Christ. And the result of God's gracious gift is very different from the result of that one man's sin. For Adam's sin led to condemnation, but God's free gift leads to our being made right with God, even though we are guilty of many sins. For the sin of this one man, Adam, caused debt to rule over many, but even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness, for all who receive it will live in triumph over sin, in debt through this one man, Jesus Christ. Yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone, but Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and new life for everyone. Because one person disobeyed God, many became sinners. But because one other person obeyed God, many will be made righteous. God's law was given so that all people could see how sinful they were. But as people sinned more and more, God's wonderful grace became more abundant. So just as sin ruled over all people and brought them to death, now God's wonderful grace rules instead, giving us right standing with God and resulting in eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. My daily walk. Only 40 shopping days till Christmas. Though Christmas is still more than a month away, perhaps you have already begun your Christmas shopping. Who was on your Christmas list this year? Your immediate family members, close relatives, intimate friends—those are the obvious choices. But what about the person at work who rubs you the wrong way, the neighbor next door who has a questionable lifestyle, the relative who holds a grudge against you? Are they high on your gift list? Probably not, for gift giving is usually directed toward those you love. But God's gift to mankind. Salvation was provided while we were still sinners, eight, Paul describes those for whom Christ died as sinners and enemies of God, eight and 10. With God's love as a model, make a Christmas list of five people you know who need to receive God's free gift of salvation. By the end of the day, try to share God's plan of salvation with one of the five. Make it your goal to share the good news of Christ with everyone on your list by Christmas Day. We make a living by what we get. We make a life by what we give. Ah, that is said so perfectly and so true. That's so much to think about there. That's all for today, my friends. It was great reading along with you. Have a great day and keep up the good work and keep on keeping on and God bless you and I will see you tomorrow. Lord willing, peace.